just six bucks. Sounds really good, doesn't it? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Single item and regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The views and opinions expressed on the Girls from the Burbs podcast are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Girls from the Burbs podcast, its host, or its producer. Any content or opinions provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you. Suburb girls. Period. Okay, so um, it's been a minute. So tell me about you. I was just reading your bio, and I see you, you're you're a person of many trades. Um, so tell me about you. Okay, <laughs> where do I start? Um, well, I started theater when I was in um, high school. Like my last senior year, I was able to. Um, take a class in psychology and um it was just something I was interested in you know the psychology class and then um I got to do the whiz and I played the gatekeeper and the munchkin I'm like Ooh. still struggling to say that word but um no I played that for my high school role um or roles and then um after that community theater started about 2003 mm-hmm. and um I started professionally in 2011 where I had no chance to be afraid and scared when I did Smokey Joe's Cafe. Okay. And I played Fred. I'm still with, uh, waiting to do that show, so someday. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. It's challenging, mm-hmm. but it's um fun. It's just a fun time. And, you know, yeah. uh, I know Eber and Rober wrote that. One of them is no longer here. Yeah. Um, but um, I had a great experience working with Renee Chambers Luciaga, mm-hmm. who's a Broadway veteran, and she showed me, um, or she gave me the opportunity, you know, to do that show after I auditioned, and um, I got it. And after that, we did Godspell. Okay. And we also did uh, Hairspray. Mm-hmm. I was going to say hair, Hairspray, even though I love hair. We did Hairspray. <laughs> Godspell, I did... Uh, I was Judas, and then okay. in uh, Hairspray, I was in the ensemble. Okay. So I re- pretty, much, pretty much what I'm working on now, bringing it up to date from 2011 to now, is focusing on my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Me especially too. in this time right now, which has, you know, been, is day-to-day, and yeah. then also um, writing. Today I wrote a monologue um, called "You Don't Belong to Me," and um, okay. what I'm what I'm really interested in right now that I wanted to talk to you about, or at least you know, preface um, uh, interest. You know the vagina monologues. Yes, yes. You got vagina monologues. So mm-hmm. I want to do a gay version. Oh, <laughs> nice. LGBT, awesome! Uh, LGBTQ friendly. Okay. Um, because to me, I'm I'm kind of um, interested in this. Um, in between now and the time the guy takes me back home, I'm going to have a not for profit. Okay. It's going to be successful. I started it last year. I have an EIN for it, and um, I just been talking, you know, to people about it. Um, LGBTQ uh, to it's, it's called LGBTQ to save 
saved to me means sending awareness and vision every day. Okay. And at the end of the day, it'll be more than likely a, a rec center mm-hmm. um, where kids can come to feel safe. They don't nice. feel safe. And nice. it'll be middle school to high school um, gauged. Um, you know, to engage those children and it'll be, a, you know, a plethora of different things mm-hmm. to work on. But back to the vagina monologues or the, the male one, each person that I created so far represents is a representational part of the acronym. So there's okay. a lesbian, there's oh, great. a person, there's a bisexual character, mm-hmm. you know, a pansexual character. Okay. And I talked to a, a previous um colleague of mine uh, I don't know if you guys know or, or heard of her she works at Community College of Philadelphia Ardencia Hall Karambe and uh oh I think I know the name yeah yeah I think I know the name we've done some stuff at the Walnut Street Theater we did wine uh wine to wilderness um uh, is at Alice Childress and then we also did uh Oh, I can't remember the name right now, but we did. I know we did Wine and Wilderness. I know that's playing now at the um, here in the city. Okay. And um, yeah, that's kind of just been my main focus and just like my mental health, focusing on writing, which has been helping a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited about the uh, my version of the Vagina Monologues. Yeah, that so is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you um brought up therapy too, especially like in our community, because there's such I mean, there's a stigmatism in general, you know, from mental health and therapy, but particularly in our community. And it's rough being that, you know, as people of color, particularly black people, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we get PT. SD that we're just told to just suck it up and get over it just happened. Like Erica knows some of it um, that happens to us, you know, but um, it's good that you bring that up because there, there is absolutely nothing wrong, you know, with dealing with your mental health, getting therapy. And I'm glad a lot of celebrities, you know, are coming out. I always talk about this a lot. A lot of celebrities are coming out like Charlemagne the God and people like that that are, you know, saying there's nothing wrong with therapy, you know, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, particularly in our community, get the help. You need the help, get the help. No Absolutely. going to judge you, you know? So I I love that you're bringing that up. I, yeah. It's, it really is important. Um, Jerry, I work in healthcare and, and also this, especially with the pandemic, it's been on healthcare workers, it's been very uh, draining to, and, and I, I think therapy is crucial. I think you can't take care of other people unless you take care of yourself. That's right. And, yes. you know, I find, I find myself as well as and performers as well, you leave it all out there on the stage, on the screen, you know, like, and, Forever. and, and you do get that left feeling that you don't have anything left for yourself on yeah. the line, whether it be in front of a patient, in front of an audience, in front of a camera, um, you have to be able to to recharge your batteries with somebody with with a therapist or somebody that's outside of yourself that can bring you back down to to where you need to be. 
completely agree. Yeah, there's <laughs> there there is nothing wrong with it. a lot of people use it. I've utilized it myself, especially um, you know, my job started to you know have a employee action plan where you could talk to counselors for free. Um, and so particularly during COVID, because it really was isolating at times, you know, I utilized it. So Yeah, I'm currently, um, well, I was current, I was working with an organization called Turning Points, which was an experience, you know, it, um, I'm not with them anymore. I was doing mm -hmm. foster care. Okay. And um, don't have anything bad to say about them. Um, um, I'm looking into moving towards, I know I have like a strong administrative background. That's just, I, I just do, I, I'm a nerd. I'm a theater <laughs> So I, I know that I have a strong, you know, administrative background and that's what they liked about me a lot at Turning Points. So I'm, you know, still doing independent contract work. So I've been doing that since like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, you know, where I'm looking to move forward to outside of, you know, still working on this not-for-profit and um, yeah, that, um, the play. Oh, the name. Yes. The name would the name would be called. Um, <clears throat> and I know I said the vagina monologues, but uh, you know, for colored girls, yes, consider suicide. It's mm -hmm. called um, for for uh, it's, it's called for colored boys who consider it suicide before learning to give brings awareness, tenderness is basically my acronym for LGBTQ. I have to get the name right because we're on. I got to get the name right. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's basically um, coming from, you know, my acronym for LGBTQ plus A. I'm looking at my like little book. Um, okay. it's, called for color, it's called For Color Boys Who Considered Suicide Before Learning to Give Brings Tenderness and Questions Intellect to Align a Plus One Alternative Rainbow. Okay. Oh, I like that. Cool. Yeah. So LGBTQ to me stands for learning to give brings a, a brings tenderness and questions intellect to align a plus one alternative. Nice. Um, in short, that to me that means not looking at the book. <laughs> that <laughs> means establishing being a compassionate person. And how I know that I strive each day to be more compassionate. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's helped a lot with acting, and I uh, did a Zoom meeting um, less than a month ago with Renee Chambers Lichiaga, and that was the one thing that she said that I, you know, uh, among the other things she said that we talked about, okay. she said, well, Jared, when I told her about the not-for-profit, and she said, Jared, I always remembered you being a compassionate person. Mm -hmm. So she was like, that's right up your alley. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I think that's important for us to to learn to be good to each other, to meet people where they are, yeah. to, um, you know, just be willing to, to you know, kind of know that we're no different from each other. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So um, that that's just important just to put it out there, I think. That's so true. That so. is. I know um, <clears throat> that I, I, as a, as a parent, see that things are changing for the better. Um, I have my youngest daughter started middle school this year. And the first day of school, um, the teachers asked each child what their preferred pronouns were. 
Mm. And, you know, I have a, I have a daughter who's three years older where that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like at least in my daughter's school, I applaud them for recognizing that this could be something that is very important to kids. Yeah, it is. I know at work, you know, we've started to ask that as well. So can I make a comment about that? Yeah, you know, I think I know what absolutely. you're going to say, because I was no, going to ask you what yours were <laughs> as well. So my response to all of that is for me, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys watch, you know, some of the reality TV. I know we're talking about mental health. So I know we have to sometimes take a break from our own reality. Yeah, very few. I, I think I watch Big Brother and that's it. I used to watch them back in the day, the real life and all the, the hills, but not anymore. <laughs> well, this guy, his name is Miss, Miss Lawrence. And this is how he, this, he feels the same way, basically, if I'm not getting it wrong. Pretty sure I'm getting it right. He feels the same way that I do, meaning that he has come from a generation where pronouns were not around. I'm 36. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. If I might be kind of close to where he is. Mm -hmm. But he said in an interview that I saw um, that he comes from a generation where they did not use pronouns. But with him, he's comfortable being himself in his own skin, whether, hey, girl, or, you know, he defines himself as Miss Lawrence. Okay. And if long as, as long as the someone's saying either his name or hey girl, you know, from a place of respect, mm -hmm. then it's acceptable. <laughs> but specifically for, I, I, I feel the visceralness of that. I describe myself as he or him. Okay. You know, I'm just a proud black gay male, but I definitely could relate to him when he said, you know, that, it wasn't really around. Pronouns is a relatively new thing that yeah. a lot of people are still getting used to. I know you said in the school system, and then it's just it's so much out there, you know, with that. Like I know in Thailand, there's um, you know, they have like the religion of Buddhism. There's, I think, maybe eleven to thirteen different genders. And oh. I'm here just Jared. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh. So it's all kinds of stuff that's out here, you know, there's different kinds of people, their feelings, and, you know, I think it's just important to to just have a respect, to, 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 to get back to everything I learned, I learned, everything I needed to learn, I learned in kindergarten, one of my favorite places. <laughs> back, learning how to share, you know, saying sorry, saying thank you. Yeah. Those kind of things, you know, those things I think are missing now in a lot of ways, you know, you don't see them a lot. That's so true. <laughs> so true. I feel like manners have gone up the window. That's exactly true. Yeah. People don't hold doors and yeah. No, yeah, that's... <laughs> I know I find myself, if I hold the door for somebody and they just barge through, I, it took, takes everything in my power not to say, you're welcome. <laughs> you should. <laughs> and that's, no, <laughs> letting people know how to feel. Yeah. It's just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. All, 
feelings we feel. Maya Angelou, who I love, rest in peace. The piece that I, can I share the piece that I created today? Yes, yes, you can. Okay. I see yours all of these years. I'm like in a zone, so I think you guys might like it. Yeah, um, please share. All righty, I'm in my messy room with paperwork all over the place. That's scenario. okay. We just we don't <laughs> use the video; we just use the audio. So don't worry. About it. Okay, it's called I Don't Belong to You. Mm -hmm. Monologue I created by myself. I'm Jared Bissell. <clears throat> I am Langston Hughes, reincarnated strong and symbolic in nature. I nurture controversy. I expose truth to violence in relational films set in a box of hope for you to retrieve freely. Spoken into existence, I don't create distance but opportunity. I see you, I see me freely. I'm the, bo the bottom gutter, but visceral sensation into the sky to bust your frontal lobe in optimal reciprocity. I'm an addict. I'm a creator from the divine gyro creator. I'm your love potion number nine. I massage away your fear. I am vulnerability and dance and music and publish papers to leave behind hope. I am sexy. Okay. I'm steady and I am steady love into India Ari. I am that pronoun in a video made to kill the radio star. I don't belong to you. Ooh. Yes. Thanks. Strong J. Strong J. I write a lot of stuff for you guys. People mm -hmm. who I respect. And, you know, I'm definitely not a woman, but you guys have the power to endure, and I admire that. Yeah. You know, and I see that. And, um, yeah, so a lot, a lot of my stuff comes from, you know, I guess probably the way that I was raised. So I was raised by my grandparents and my mom. Okay. So just seeing the strength of a woman, you know, through the, um, you know, how I was raised as well. Mm -hmm. I see that. And a lot of my stuff is just, you know, it really starts off with, a metaphor of a feeling. And then from that feeling comes usually a title. And then after that, the rest is God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't like pre-plan. I literally wrote, um, honestly, I wrote that piece um, after kind of just not dreaming, but thinking last night. Mm -hmm. And I love Kiki Palmer too. Yeah. And I know She's she wrote cute. a book that, yeah, I, I, she wrote a book called I Don't Belong to You. Hmm. And it was another part Another kind of metaphor I was thinking, but I'm like, I like that title. I don't belong to you. Yeah. You know, so I said either today was going to be, and what, what's been going on with me a lot is I've either written monologues or poems. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, uh, you know, lately we're just, you know, just dealing with stuff in life. And um, I've, I've written a significant amount of monologues. I almost am interested in becoming like a monologuist. Huh. I've done a play before that was a success. Um, it was called with a, a company, which they were great, that I worked with called A Saturday's Child. Mm -hmm. We basically did performances. It was called our, we, our monologue aces. So when we audition for parts, mm -hmm. I did. I am St. Peter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, a part of me is St. Peter. I've done the show two times professionally, you know, the last days of Judas Iscariot. Mm -hmm. And whenever I play that part, I can relate to being a stubborn, 
fisherman. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that a lot. And yeah, it was successful when we did it. And it was interesting to see the different monologues that people pick for themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. I did with John, John Stepman. I know you know John. Yes. Yep. I used to work with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And John and I, we did that show together. We did that at the, um, oh man, what is it called? We did it at the Black Box, um, the Plays and Players. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a cute little place. Yeah, yeah. we did it at the Black Box there. You know, the monologue aces. Um, yeah, and I, I'm just interested. Monologues are like story. I'm kind of, I remember in college, Liza Minnelli, she said, you know, my. I remember one of my instructors, his name is Victor Capici, mm-hmm. um, who I love. He said that whenever Liza Minnelli writes a song, who I also love, she um, develops like a character Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're a name for them, a whole like kind of like a a, ba- a legitimate a backstory. backstory, yeah, a backstory. Whenever mm-hmm. you know she, you know, is ignited by you know singing a song, yeah. And I think Meryl Streep she um approaches it similarly. Uh, oh, Meryl Streep, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know she's like an acting goddess. So oh, um, I know. Oh gosh. Yeah character something has begun before they took a step in the door mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's always like a backstory I'm interested in exposing that you know what I mean and not being afraid of doing it that's why I've been writing monologues a lot yeah um have you thought about publishing I have some of my poems published in some of my um stuff through the library of congress oh so my, my most recent stuff I would have to get you know copywritten but especially before i did you know um you know the my version of uh, vagina monologues mm-hmm. i want to get that copy written but I, I literally have written a representational piece for every acronym for the l to the plus one wow <laughs> you know, it's what's really exciting about my piece that'll be different is i want to look at my book and make sure i have it right What's really going to be exciting about my piece mm-hmm. is that it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Instead of the t- of the eight typical acronyms, my my, I'm excited. LGBTQ plus LGBTQIA plus JUR. J is joy, mm-hmm. which means you're NS like non shame. It's a feeling. Yep. And then you are, it's going to be a unicorned rainbow. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I actually wrote a piece called uh, the, uh, where is it? Um, I'm not going to give away too much. <laughs> I wrote um, the piece for joy is called the will to live in, in tragic pursuit. The representation of that joy. And then the UR is going to be um, it's some other piece I wrote. I haven't looked at my book. But yeah, just kind of like a, like I said, in Thailand, they have like all these freaking different genders, you know. Oh my and it's gosh. And in, in Thailand, it's accepted. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's just important for you to accept people for whoever they say they are. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have the right to say that somebody is not or does not belong, you know. We don't. That's true. I mean, just because someone's lifestyle isn't for you doesn't mean it's not acceptable, you know? 
Yeah. And I'm starting to see how important that is. And um, really just kind of just being an advocate, starting with myself, teaching people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And then just being, an, you know, an advocate for other people that want to be themselves. That's <laughs> you know, right. whether, yeah, you know, so. I think, yeah, I think you, you said something really important. My mom always used to tell me, you teach people how to treat you. And so it has to begin with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I see it at work. I see it in my home life. I see it on the street. I, I see and I experience things every day, you know, and I, I know at least with me, I don't know, Yvette, if you can um, relate. I'm sure you can. Can't speak for you, but, um, you know, being a performer, you you give so much of yourself. So um, energy, being aware of your your energy and how other people's energies are, you know, around you. And then yeah. I'm like, what do I have left at the end of the day? I mean, not to say that I'm a kind, sweethearted person by nature. Mm-hmm. That's why all of this is just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I, I understand that about myself. But then at the same time, I always have to remember, I know Erica, you mentioned it as well too, that, you know, what do you have left for yourself? What do you have left? You know what I mean? So taking the time for yourself, taking care of your mental health, you know, self-care, maybe getting your nails done, buying a new um, bracelet at Macy's, which I did a couple nights ago. Okay. You know, (laughs) those kind of things, you know, it's important to know that there's a life outside of darkness you know what i mean um and just being aware of your energy you know what i mean everyone has an energy and especially like i said going back to being a performer i know that you know yvette when you're done when you're off stage you're like turning it off how do you turn it off yeah you know and i even saw it with the job that i just had i'm not there anymore with uh turning points i went right back into the mechanism of being a case manager you know, because that's pretty much what it was. I was a home certification specialist. So I would just make sure that we're due to the best of my ability to certify all paperwork, you know, related for potential foster care and kinship cases. Mm-hmm. And like I turned on the case management dog and, you know, just ready to run, you know, to get my next signature or, you know, to, to, to just make sure that I'm in compliance with my paperwork. Yeah. But was I breathing in between that? Was I, you know, doing what I needed to do for myself to be able to sustain mm-hmm. the longevity of, you know, such a position? Because when I did case management previously, I had 100 clients. Wow. At three schools. But, I, you know, I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I in a program that I worked for, you know, previously for that, it was very intense and very fast paced. So I, I didn't have a choice but to just be like, do, 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 <laughs> do. <laughs> That's kind of like the artist in me too, though, because I'm just, I'm fast. Yeah, you know just I mean? hustle, hustle. Yeah. The hustle, yep. So just, I think, understanding that you can, and then we're dealing with COVID. So just under, pacing yourself. Yeah. It's important in our society right now and learning, you know, when you need to sit your butt down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think we just have a couple minutes left. Um, any other questions, Erica? 
Erica? I, I actually do have a question. Okay. Did, hold, hold on. Sure. My internet is unstable. Yeah, that's fine. All right. I have a question um, while Erica's moving. Um, so I guess for me, I've always had this dream since I was little of doing Broadway. So when you were little, what was your big dream? Or if you could be anything still, what would you want to be? Well, I am a professional actor. And I remember when I was like, I think in first grade, I also, I'm, I know I'm, I'm going back, but mm -hmm. literally in first grade, I remember being on stage with this girl that I liked time that you know I just liked her and she played Minnie Mouse Aww. and I played Mickey Mouse and I know we sang a song on the stage I, I guess it was just like some kind of show <laughs> you know for you know a cute show but um going back to you know being a performer you know I don't want to say I was a performer since the first grade <laughs> but mm -hmm. I I dance I love to dance. I dance and movement is so essential to life. We are, mm -hmm. we're moving as we talk, you know, I'm moving my head, you know, and that's another part of uh, some alternative values that I actually um, developed as well in my not-for-profit, knowing how important the body is and the mind. Yeah. You know, how it works together. And just, and, you know, just aspirations of just dance. A big part of my not-for-profit is going to be dance. Yes. You know, so um dance, dance. The hardest profession in the world. Hard work from fame. That's you true. Know, going back to that kind of vibe. So that will be uh something else besides being a professional actor to just be, be Mrs. Grant. <laughs> Have your stick. <laughs> fame yeah. is hard. <laughs> it's hard work. Yeah, establishing. It costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we did we did fame in in college. A lot mm -hmm. of fun. Lot I of did fun. it. I did it before too. I I did um. I sang the big song. These are my children. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was my song. They were like, "Where did you come from?" <laughs> oh, wow. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite plays as well. Yeah, uh, fame. Yep. Okay, Erica is back. I'm back. That actually was my question. <laughs> oh, I took your question? Like, no, that's fine. Because I really wanted to know like, what you were thinking you wanted to do with your life when you were a youngster. And you asked the same question. That was a great, that was great. Yeah. So was there, what's one thing that you can share with our listeners that some people may not know about you that you feel like they should know? Hmm. I'm willing to grow. That's awesome. And I'm a person that's, that's uh, open to, to change. And I think that's important. I agree. That is so important. <laughs> I love those eyebrows. Okay, so and, and and can you can you say it a little say it a little louder for the people in the back? <laughs> oh yes, I am willing to grow. <laughs> I am open to 
is funny. Well, it has been nice catching up with you. Thank you so much for taking this time. Yes, thank you so much for your time. No problem, Erica. And I didn't know it was going to be somebody else, but I'm just like, hey, whatever. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I'm, yeah, I'm an open book. Yeah. It was nice meeting you. Nice well, meeting it, you too. Well, it's been nice talking to you. Uh, please keep in touch. I know we keep in touch well, on the socials, but yeah. Please keep in touch. I definitely will, you bet. It was so good yeah. seeing you. Like, this, at least here, at least, but. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen you in a while. It's so weird. <laughs> Just Zoom thing is a, a pain, but yeah. Yeah. What we're kind of living with right now. That is true. Yeah. All yeah. right. Take care. God All bless. Right. Thank you. Care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Get road ready and shop trailers and towing at your local store. Save on trailer jacks, ratchet straps, lighting, winches, e-track, and more. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep on loving you Cause it's the only thing I wanna do Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna keep on you For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.